You're listening to episode 45, featuring Lucy, Eddie, and myself, Carol. How was your last week or two or three, Billy? I didn't have a good week last week. Why did you laugh at that? I'm not surprised, Carol. You never have. I don't think there's been an episode where you've had a good week. I don't That's think there's been so an episode rude. where you've had a good week or two or three. Do you want to vent? Do you want to start? No? No, it's fine. My friends actually called me and looked out for me, so it's fine. Your friends? Yeah. They called to check on, check in on me and see that I was okay, and I really appreciated that. It's funny because I've had friends for longer and none of them checked in on me. So, you know, yes, that's life, isn't it? Hmm. Lucy, you call Carol to check on her? Is that who she's talking about? She used a plural term, friends. I don't know if she's got more than one. So I it's... called her, but because a friend of ours... <laughs> I called her because a friend of ours couldn't reach her and he was worried. Okay, interesting. Um, so when when you got hold of her, what happened? Did you manage to find out why she was upset with life? Yeah, but we didn't talk for long. I've been meaning to call her back. So wait, you know, when you call her, do you call her on WhatsApp or do you call her on normal phone? Um, I mainly call WhatsApp because I do video call, but sometimes I call her on normal phone. Because hmm. if I call her on a normal phone to her, I get charged because I'm in no. England. She's in Spain. Yeah, it's... I only get free calls to UK numbers when I'm in certain European countries and then they don't charge me. But when I'm in UK, I can't call someone in Europe and they'll charge me. But the number is a UK number. Listen. I don't think I've been, I've called you a couple of times. I don't yeah. Think None of my sisters, no one, no one who calls me gets charged. Mm-hmm. I don't, who's your network provider, bro? Um, EE. Oh, that's the problem. No, it's not the problem because mine is easy as well. <laughs> oh, are you on some book deal? Is that, is that what it is? Maybe because she was in Spain and she's come back away and told them that she's back. Maybe that's what it is. No. Yeah. I don't know. It's very weird. But, um, but yeah, I'm glad you had a good week, Eddie. Amazing. Beautiful. As you can tell. But yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, I've got a quick um let's let's call it let's call it a fire. Is it fire round? What did we call it? Quick. Oh, tell tell the listeners about yourself. I'm gonna ask you both a question each, and I want you to like answer it as honest as possible, right? Yeah. I don't lie, so yeah, sure. Okay, so the first question will be for Lucy. Um, give us your worst date ever, and why was it the the worst date? date. Like first date, yeah, not obviously like a first date. The first date, yeah. Well, I could tell you it was quite recent, actually. (laughs) We don't need dates. (laughs) We don't want the person to know who they're talking. You're talking about, obviously. Um. We went, so I, I traveled all the way to East London from West. I came from work. 
he didn't want to meet anywhere central so I was like okay whatever red flag number one <laughs> and we went I went all the way to east just to play bowling no we, sorry we didn't even go play bowling we went to a bowling alley where there was an arcade he just wanted to play the basketball game because he wanted to beat me but he didn't he lost twice and and after that I'm like okay cool where are we gonna go for food He's like, oh, I, I was just thinking we could just, just chill in my car. And and that was the date. And did you go along with it? Did you chill in his car, have a good conversation? We, we had a conversation and then I said, I want to go home because it was just not going anywhere. It was, I just was so bored. I don't think it was very, I don't know. I just think he was young for me. He was 25. And I just thought, I've been on better dates than this. It just wasn't... He was cool, though. It, like, he wasn't a dick or anything, but I just thought... I, I, In my head, I just kept saying, I just travelled all the way to East for this. <laughs> That's crazy. So you came over from West to East just to play basketball yeah. and sit in a car? I literally just felt like I was 15 or 16. 16 like oh yeah let's just chill in the park oh let's just chill it was it was just so weird and he wanted to chill in the back seat at first and I was like no I'm sitting in the front yeah exactly <laughs> exactly Eddie listen I don't know I don't know what you're trying to say but I'm uh, I'm not implying anything in it I'm just <laughs> I'm smiling <laughs> yeah that's a terrible day yeah, no second day there but I told him I was like oh, it was like I don't know man I've had better days, but that one wasn't. Was so have, have you not spoken ever since that day or no? No, no, no we have. Like every now and then, because he's actually a cool guy, because we spoke a lot before then. But then once the date happened, it was just such a, I just didn't want to try and go back up again. It was just such a downer. But why would you still talk, keep talking to him? Hmm? No, but it's just like friendly. It's like every once in a while. Because at first we kept talking after and then I just told him, listen, I don't think this is going to work out. I was like, I was very put off by the first date. And he was like, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. I had to tell him. Okay. All right, Carol, your question. Seeing as you've lived in the UK and in Spain. Smile, at least. Yeah, I'm talking. I was just waiting for the question. <laughs> okay, in terms of, um, obviously you've been in Spain what five six years, so it's a bit different. You was you was in you was in London, England longer. In terms of friendship, do you find it easier to get on with people in the UK as to like different to it being like being in Spain? I was going to say that's a stupid question, but thinking about it, it's actually not a stupid question. Um, I can honestly say the people I'm closer to are not Spanish. So like the people I, I would choose to hang out with or the people I would. Um, but are they, do they live in Spain? Yeah, yeah, they live in okay. Spain, but they're so not they, Spanish. Yeah, I didn't say they're Spanish. But then that defeats the object of the question because the people we're talking about are British. Oh, so they, they moved to Spain? Yeah, moved. yeah. Oh, wow, okay. So, okay, apart, aside from them, aside from your work colleagues, in terms of, like, let's say 
you was in London and you was to go out by yourself mm-hmm. and you did the same thing in Spain, mm-hmm. where would you get more like a friendlier crowd where they would be like, oh, you're cool, come chill over? Kind of thing. Because I, I know in London, people are very, very standoffish. Like, if yeah, I that, it, wouldn't, myself, it wouldn't happen in London. I think that that is more of a Spanish vibe. Is like, oh, you look cool. Come hang out with us. That seems like a very Spanish thing. Has it happened though? Because obviously you're just saying like, I don't know if it's happened or not. I guess so. Like I've gone to a place to meet somebody and that person is with a whole other bunch of people and then spent the rest of my time with those other people. More than the person you went to meet. I mean, they were there, but I didn't sit with them the whole time. <laughs> like, they were there. like, if I think about the poetry thing that Lucy and I went to, we went to meet Andrina, but and Andrina was there, but we didn't spend most of the night with Andrina. We spent it with the, the other ladies that we met. So that was pretty cool. And then like Med's events, Med has invited us. And then we've hung out with Med's friends because obviously he's DJing, I guess as opposed to med and they've they've been cool mm. yeah so yeah i do i do think that they're probably friendlier than we are okay do you think i'll get on with any of them like when i come to spain do you think i'm gonna be making yeah you'll stuff? be fine are you sure yeah and when we come to a country where you know i'm, I'm feeling awkward you know you're not gonna be oh, awkward yeah. you'll be lovely I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. Lucy, I might need you to back me on this still. Like, when are you yeah. going? I can't. I can't expose that because people are listening. What? <laughs> I'm going sometime very soon. Like, I'm going sometime very soon. Just to put it that way. I'm not going to tell you uh, the exact dates, but I'll tell you off. I'll message it to you, so you know. Is he some sort of spy? Like, I'm mad confused. <laughs> See, like, there's no sense of like, ah. Oh, can't believe Eddie's come to see me. Like it's all like, just you know, it's cool. I get it. I've, be I've, I've... Ready. Eddie, be ready to do a lot of things on your own. <laughs> oh man, this is what I'm saying, man. Joking, <laughs> joking. Anyway. You just complained about me organizing stuff, and Lucy's saying, "Be ready to do things on your own," and you're complaining. The one thing I want to do is play basketball with you. That one on one. That's the one thing I want to do. One on one basketball because I'm. Because we've had this conversation, what, two years ago and it's not happened. So I'll play with you. Once I win, come and play this this lady over here wearing orange. Then then the conversation is deaded. Like, done. Get me. And then All you, right, you can, cool, we can do a 2v1 two, two whenever you are ready as well. Okay. Listen, we, we established he's not a guy. I don't know. He's probably a thing. I don't know what that person is. Let's not even class him as a human being at this stage because for a man to want to sit in the back of his car <laughs> at the age of 25, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> is wow. this high school musical or something? Yeah, ready he, to break down. he just went there. But you got to be careful though because, boy, you know, you made a mad trek. Like, you know what I mean? Like, East London is not the safest place to, you know. What do you mean? It's not like we're not Londoners. We're not going somewhere like you're acting as if she went to bloody Germany, bruv. No, nah, but okay. Clearly, okay, you're not better than me. Clearly, you're not better than me. But yeah, 
sounds like we know Lucy more than we know Carol, but you know, it's fine. Let's start with the episode. Seeing as Carol don't seem too enthusiastic about it, you know, it's called the episode's gonna be called it's called Charity. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Charity. <laughs> so basically, it's called, uh, do you know what I was gonna do a top five, but then I thought, nah, let me not do a top five. But no, no, the reason why I, I, I called it charity is I've been talking about starting my own charity and I was looking at like, is it is it beneficial? Is it going to benefit me or is it going to benefit the people that I'm going to obviously want to help and stuff like that? So I started looking into other charities and, I, and it got me thinking about, you know, all the money that is raised from X amount of charities. Like, where does the money go? Because obviously there's still poverty. Like they'll say they're doing, who, who remembers the ALS challenge? Like pouring ice, ice, <laughs> ice buckets over yourself. Like what happened to all that money that people donated and did all of that? Like, I just, I thought to myself, hold on. Is this like a, a scam where people get rich off it or is it an actual thing? So that's why I wanted to do um, an episode on charity and um, obviously research organisations such as cancer research or HIV, something along them lines. But I just wanted to call it charity. Yeah? I mean, you um, do a better headline, but sure. Go on, give me one. Does charity begin at home? Um, yeah. Who's editing me? Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. This is um, why so they if, pay me. <laughs> this is why they pay you. Okay. Creativity. Um, um. So yeah. So it got me thinking. Um. And do you know the definition of uh, what charity is? I do not. Wow. I'm surprised, Carol. No, I don't. <laughs> I thought you'd done your research. Oh, I did some research, but I thought I'd leave that one to you. All right, so charity in the Oxford Dictionary, an, an organization set up to provide help and raise money for those that need it. Yeah, so remember, remember this. It's an organization set up to help and provide and raise money for people that need it, right? So it got me thinking, I've donated to charities, but I've never followed up and to see obviously where my money goes or whatnot or whatnot. Um, have it, do you lot donate to charity? Is there a charity that you're like you're fond of, or it makes obviously you want to give because obviously it touches home or anything like that? I used to before I moved to Spain. I was donating to um, a deaf charity. Oh, is it uh, like the, um, the the deaf children charity? I think it was that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I often donate to the Islamic Foundation as well. So that one obviously touches home to me because I'm Muslim and they provide a lot of stuff like outside of the UK for like refugees, people in the Middle East, people in Africa as well. Obviously the, the earthquakes that just hit Turkey and Syria. So I tried to donate to, although I don't know anyone who's deaf, I'm not deaf, but that for some reason touched me. Um, and then I try to donate to charities where, okay, if I've got some sort of connection, then yeah. But I'm quite particular with who I give my money to. I think I don't want to just give you know money to just any charity because mm. yeah. I'm sure we'll get into it. But um, yeah, those are like the main two. What about you, Carol? 
I used to volunteer, so I didn't necessarily give money, but I volunteered for the food bank and uh, a homeless charity. But in Spain, I donate to the Red Cross. The British is it British Red Cross or just Red Cross? It's just the Red Cross. They're like global. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Um, I used to donate. Um, I used to donate to Great Ormond Street. Um, I used to donate to the deaf children's charity. They came to my house. I said, not to my door. And um, yeah, the person, the person made me want to donate because I was like, I can't lie. You know, I, I'm not into charities and all, but you're going to be doing such a good thing. She sold me a dream, sold me a speech. I did it. I did it for like, I think seven months or something like that. Initially, I said to her, look, let me just give you a lump, a lump sum of money and then be done with it. I don't like this direct debits coming out of my account and stuff. And she said, no, no, that's not how it works. We've got to do it this way. Da, da, da. So I, when, when I got to the, the amount that I wanted to give her in the lump sum, I, I then obviously um, unsubscribed. Um, so, yeah, I used to donate. But like I said, I wanted to start my own charity. So I wanted to look into things. I wanted to get people's like, thoughts and ideas of obviously... You know, obviously, I don't think neither of us have ever run the charity. Obviously, Carol says she's um she volunteered, so I would like to hear obviously more about that. Like, what did you do in terms of the time? And I used to work for there? a charity too. Oh, did you? Yes, when I was at the challenge, the challenge was a charity. I did like, <laughs> it's, it's funny because like I was there for like five years, so I don't understand how he didn't know that. But sure, cool. And I, I know you used to work with like kids and stuff. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it was a charity. You never okay. told me it was a charity. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I mean so the challenge network was all over like television, radio. It's everybody knew what it was. So it's kind of hard to miss at that point. <laughs> Clearly not everybody. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair Lucy, that is a fair point. Yeah, it is. So humble yourself, Cara. Shh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to come at me, but it's not gonna work. I didn't know the challenge was a charity. Really? Yeah. I mean, okay. we can put it, we can put in all the groups that we're in and see who, how many people say, yeah, we knew it was a charity. I think only you're going to know. <laughs> organizations that like do good stuff, but they're not, that doesn't necessarily make them a charity. That's fair. That's fair. Because you said yours was like government funded. Yeah, but charities can be government funded. I know, but oh, I yeah. didn't know that. A lot of things are government funded and they're not good things. Yeah. <laughs> let's not let's not get into that, yeah. Let's not go down that alley. So yeah, so I looked at I went on the Gov website, right? And I looked at the top 10 charities and I wrote six down and I was like, Did you not know Nuffield Health is classed yeah. as a charity? Yeah. They're oh, one of the gym. partners I work for. No, then no, they're a health organization. They were one of my partners that I worked with. I thought they were a gym as well. Wow. Okay. They have so, different, let's say, departments, but they started off as a charity, health charity. Okay. So this is crazy to me. So anything can be a charity. Obviously, I think depending on, um, because obviously from how I see it, from my perspective, I'm seeing it as as long as you're 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 providing aid or you're helping um, a certain group of people that need your assistance or you need your help you're providing a sort of charity right mm -hmm. am I right in saying that mm -hmm. right so, so so something like a Tesco's could be a charity well Tesco's has a charity attached to it yeah. okay so I think that's where okay that makes sense so um if let's say for example I was to start a charity 
um, would you lot be willing to donate to my charity? What's your charity? Who's it for? What's it? What is it about? I'm going to ask all those questions. I mean, you don't need to ask. I'm just saying if I started a charity. No, because I need to know what I'm giving my money to. So you don't you don't trust me as a friend, a brother. That's not that's not the question. You said you're starting a charity. I want to know who does the charity benefit. Well, it depends on the like I've donated to my friends who have ran for like cancer Hmm. challenges or certain things, not just cancer, but other diseases like maybe Alzheimer's or things like that. I've donated to those. So if it was something like that, then yeah, I'd be like, I know you, Eddie. I trust you. I'm going to donate. But if you're starting a charity, which is going to be more than just, <clears throat> excuse me, a one-off thing, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'm going to want to know like more about it to see if you're starting a charity, it's going to be more than just a one-off. So you, you, you're going to, I guess, be similar to other charities where are you going to request like a direct debit? Is it a one-off payment that I can just put every now and then? Or is it like every month I'm having to put something in? Because then if that's the case, I'm going to want to know like what the cause is, who are you supporting, who are you helping? And if I want to help that, because I feel like a lot of people often are like, give to charity and then they make you feel bad if you say no. But it's like, you don't know what I'm given already. And so if I then yeah yeah but i'm like again i said would you not donate to me yeah i did not say money it doesn't have to be money because my charity is not going to be based on um money is going to be more so getting you know like equipment clothes and stuff for the kids like i said who does it benefit not you carol no, but I, I want to know it benefit, it would benefit who the charity is for. That's all I'm saying. It, it, it would benefit kids in Africa. That's, that's Which, okay, benefit. so that's too broad a stroke. I'm sorry. Africa has 56 countries. Which kids are you talking about? We've had this discussion before, you know that, right? I know, you posed the question. I'm, but I'm, I'm not about, I'm not trying to make this thing about my charity. I'll, I'll just ask the simple question. Would you Okay, so the answer no? is no, unless I have all the information. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Right, back to it. So I, I looked at the top six, top ten, like I said, on the Gov website, and I and I, and I got six written down. And Can the I amount guess? of money, no, because probably you've done your research and you know it. No, 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 I didn't actually research that. Okay, if you get three, mm-hmm. I'll clap for you. Okay, so you already said Nuffield Health. No, you can't use that one. No, no, no I'm saying you've already said that. Um, uh, uh, Breast Cancer UK or Cancer Research UK. The one with the pink uh, bow thing. Yeah. Yes or no? No, I just named the three. Oh, okay, fine. Um, the Samaritans. Okay. And what's another? Oh, um, I, I was going to say either, I don't know if it's called Red Nose Day or Children in Need, but the, the charity the charity that's attached to that, but I can't, it's Pudsey the Bear, but I don't know the name of the the yeah, charity red, red nose day okay comic, comic relief comic so, relief okay yeah. yeah lucy do you want to guess carol got one by the way oh um red cross okay um i said great ormond street hospital and i can't think of 
can't think of another oh do you know what i should have said christian aid that might have been one because my church is like you can do your tax thing set up for christian aid so i assume a lot of churches do that okay so the only one that you, you both got was cancer research uh, all right um the top the one ones. top one was charities chari- the charities aid foundation Okay, then second was Nuffield Health. Okay. Then Save the Children International. Isn't and that the art- one children in need is for? Save the children. No. And then, and then the other one was um, the Arts Council. Oh, the British Arts Council. Yeah. yeah. And then that. the British Council, which is another one. And then obviously the sixth was Cancer Research. So when I looked at it, obviously I wanted to see how much people donate and and how much obviously they they, they um, how much donation obviously they give towards obviously their charity activities and whatnot. And I was quite surprised, you know, most most of them like the top one, the Charities Aid Foundation. I think this is a I think this is a billion. Yeah, I think it's one billion over one billion dollar pounds, and they give out nine hundred million in charity activities and obviously in um obviously paying their staff and whatever whatever they gotta do now me like i said before i did all this research i thought and excuse me i thought charity was you get the money people work for free first of all because it's a charity yeah that's what i thought right you get the money and then obviously you you don't donate or you give to the aid that obviously you're, you're you're collecting for um i looked at some of their pay structures and i, I saw some people were getting paid quite well yeah I, mean, uh, I got paid very well for my job so, so i see these these are things i didn't know i thought people volunteered free because they had time and they wanted to help and then obviously whatever is accumulated is then goes out right and then i've also been told that if you donate 25 percent of your profit, profits or your proceeds you can class that as it's charity yeah untaxable um income so all these i didn't know all of these things so to to me obviously that's why i I posed the question in the group um that's is charity there to aid people or is it to to benefit from as the person who's creating the chat um the organization or the charity and me personally looking at these things i i i have to go with the the latter which is obviously the person setting up the charity is obviously benefiting from that charity. Whereas if I'm to set up a charity, I'd, I'm not going to be taking any money from that. That's not I, how it works. You have operational I know, costs. I know. But that's, like I said, when I was thinking, maybe I was thinking minuscule, wasn't it? I'm not thinking like a large organization such as Nuffield Health, which I thought- No, but too. even a smaller organization, let's say you on your street, your street has 10 people on it plus mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. sorry, you plus nine people makes 10. Mm-hmm. and uh something happens there's a flood so you guys need to you need bedding you need food blah 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 blah. somebody needs to get in a car or get in an uber or get in a taxi to go and get that stuff even if someone is donating that stuff so there's money involved in the operation of going to get the stuff and then delivering it to the people on your street so where does that money come from the people who are volunteering and wanted to help mm, not necessarily that's what i'm saying I think you're looking at a, a, a larger scope. I'm saying no, but even a small—that's okay, what I'm so saying. Say, even okay, small so charities get let's people get me, paid. Let's say for me, let's say in a group of twenty people, everyone everyone wants to donate clothes and trainers, 
and I go around picking up these things. I am not going to say, okay, right, because I'm using my petrol, I'm going to take out X amount. No, I'm just going to collect it because that's what I want to do. And then when I pack it and I send it, that's going to be my money sending it as well. I'm not going to be taking anything out of that. But that, but you're talking about you as an individual. You're, you you uh, you pose the question about a charity as in an organization. People doing stuff individually is just being, well, I would say it's being a good person, but I guess the definition charitable. is being chari- charitable. charitable. Like you're doing it not to benefit yourself, but you're doing it for the benefit of somebody else. But if you're setting up a charitable organization, you have to think that even though those people want to do good works, they still have bills to pay. They still have to get to, if you're, if, if you're working in a building, they still have to get there, eat food, get home. So those people who you're employing need to be looked after in a way where they, they can afford to come and work at your organization. Not just that as well, but like if you're thinking about all the other costs, like, okay, where, where's your base? Mm. You know, you, you, that's renting space, renting an office. And then, okay, where are these people going to be sitting? What, are they going to be on chairs, tables? What they write? Yeah, exactly. Are they going to need computers, electricity, heating, all of that stuff? Then all of that. Exactly. There's so many things that come with it, which I understand why it like it it just can't be a hundred percent non-profit. Okay. Well, but it's a business. That's why charity is classed as a business because it has to bring it has to have an income and an outgoing. It's not just income, 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 income. So, so are, are there charities that are profitable? Yeah. So why are there charities? Because just because something is profitable doesn't mean it's not being spent on the, on the thing. Char- no, no, I, when I say profit, it was in people are taking like dividends. Like let's say we set No, up but you can't take dividends from a charity. Um, no. let's, let's just say we set up a charity and I don't know, we're making 900,000 after... Um, all expenses right mm-hmm. obviously that has to be re um invested back into the into the, the charity right yeah 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 I'm, I'm sh- but i'm sure people are taking money from that because yeah because you get paid a salary for doing no, your no, job no. i'm talking about after the salary so that's because i've I, I read as well where they said there's non um non-profitable charities mm-hmm. right organizations so those are the ones that reinvest money into um back into the charity yeah but then there are ones that don't they invest into other things yeah but they could be so for example you gave the example of um uh okay let's let's use an example that's in the news currently there's a a politician in kenya who wore a white suit to congress and she was on her period so obviously there was a red stain on it and she um she was told by female members that like what you're doing is embarrassing you need to go home and change and she's like but like having a period is a normal thing we shouldn't be ashamed of that and if anything it it should let's use this as a as an opportunity to discuss period poverty in our country so if you had a charity about that the the issue is period poverty so if you get 100 pounds in you can use 60 pounds of that to go and buy period pads uh, or tampons and give to girls at schools. But you can use 40 pounds to educate an educator to then go to those schools to teach those girls not to be embarrassed about periods. So they're not directly 
attacking period poverty with the 40 pounds, but they're attacking the cause of girls feeling embarrassed about it and ashamed so that they don't grow up thinking it's something bad. And that's that reinvestment that they're talking about. So it's not directly on that thing, but it's around that topic. And I think something like that should should normalize, you know, like someone having period stains on their whatever they choose to wear. I don't things like that are just to me like this world. There's so much happening that people care so much about some, something so little. So what? If someone's got a period stain, like it's it's life in it. Move on. Um, but you you mentioned Red Nose Day as well, or Comic Relief, and I looked at some of the, the some of the money that they raised in the last from 2017, right, and again it got me thinking obviously i'm not part of that organization but all i can do is just imagine like so in 2017 they raised 76 million in my head i'm like that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot of money but obviously you're, you're talking about operational costs all of, all of this all of this so i'm guessing maybe half of it will go to the the charity or you know is it is it pudsy is it pudsy no, children in need and red nose day are two different things. Comic relief, comic relief. Oh, sorry. Uh, comic relief is different to children in need. Pudsy is children in need, and that's for the NSPCC, which is uh, the National or Service Protection Children's Charity. Don't quote me, but it's something like along those lines. Red nose day, um, or sorry, comic relief, which I think is red nose day is a part of or is is somewhere in there. Um, is a charitable organization that collects donations and then gives it to smaller charities around the UK. Okay. Yeah, so looking at just that one charity, I mean, they do accumulate a lot of money. So it, just, it gets me thinking, but obviously there's poverty even in England. You know, mm. there's, there's kids that are struggling, there's families that are, you know, struggling to get by. And I just think to myself, 76 M's is a lot of money, like... So, so I'm, I'm like, so, and, and this is, let's say they do it every two years. Mm -hmm. So 2019, they got 63 million. Again, that's a massive amount of money. Like we need to, like, we need to, I think there needs to be some sort of evidence of, yeah, this is going here and this is what's happening. And this is what's happening. But there, but there is in, with a lot of charities, I think, I, like if you picked a charity and went on their website or went on their social yeah, media, they'll be able to, no, no, no. Because I think sometimes charities get a lot of stick for not shouting about what they do. I think if they you're working, shout. it costs money to shout. Like publicity isn't, no, no, no. Trust me. Instagram publicity is isn't free. Yeah. your Instagram. But how many Instagram pages of charities do you follow? You personally? I don't, I don't, I don't. Exactly. So then if you're not following them, how are you going to know about what they're doing? And then the other thing, just back to your, the point that you made before, I would say that charities, one of the issues with charities is they often target the symptom, but not the cause of that situation. So you talked about kids being poor in the UK, you providing money that maybe pays for an after school club so that the kid can get a meal after school before they go home. So they don't starve when they're at home doesn't attack the cause of that issue. It just attacks the symptom. So you can give money every year and that after school club runs every year, but that doesn't solve the problem of why the parents don't have the money to feed the child in the first place. Yeah, that's a very good point. Was you going to say something, Lucy? Because I think he's going to say something. Can you hear us, Lucy? Hello? 
yeah sorry my internet i jumped in and Karen was still talking <laughs> um yeah i was gonna say because she mentioned marketing that's actually where a lot of money goes towards um in businesses and organizations marketing is not cheap mm-hmm. and so a lot of money goes towards that um ad campaigns maybe back in the day maybe not so much now with social media um but there's it's still a lot of money to be put back in there because also charities yeah are are like for good but a lot of them are in competition with each other and they're trying to get as many people to donate to them and to their organization so they need to make sure they're you know at the top of everyone's pages or you know tv ads and newspapers and wherever the adverts are and th- and this is again why are they competing and to me personally obviously if you're doing um, ch- ch- um charitable um work you should not be paying x amount of money for for um exposure and stuff like that like me personally I, that's what I, that's how i feel because now you're saying everyone's competing then it becomes like a business to me so you're trying but to But it is a business. I don't understand why you don't understand that. But it shouldn't be a bit. It's a business, yes, because it's run like a business. But it shouldn't be a, a competition where, oh yeah, Carol's got a charity, I've got a charity, Lucy's got a charity. But I want people to donate to me more than I want them to donate to them because. But how? Cause... But they didn't cause that. Like newspapers, media, news, uh, uh, well, radio, they, they, they television, they caused that mm. because you, co- as a charity, you can't advertise for free. On the B on the BBC yeah, or on ITV and say they're not going to do that, aren't it? Like no, there's... but sorry, you're not understanding. The people that run the businesses where you need to do the marketing are not giving you marketing for free. So even if all of the biggest charities came together and said we're not going to pay for it, then you're not going to get marketing. That's just how it goes. Well, I think you will, but you just get it at a a set price. That's what I believe anyway, because. If we all say, listen, we're not we're not willing to like compete against each other. We're just gonna do everything. Like, let's say we set a threshold saying, look, 50k is the the match we're gonna use on um advertising, right? And we go to a newspaper and they say, no, we don't. We want more than that, and we we all disagree. They're gonna have to compromise because they want that money anyway. No, they don't need your money. Remember, charity. There's much more businesses out there that can pay more than your 50k than charities. And you should also know that most marketing companies have a charity rate for advertising anyway, which is lower than the standard rate, but it's still a lot of money. So it's it's not that they're choosing to be in competition with each other; they just are because that's how the the industry is set. But second of all, the charities that you're talking about competing, they're not competing because they're doing the same thing like somebody saying I'm looking after children in Shropshire is different to to someone saying I'm looking after children in the United Kingdom because that money is then spread across the whole of the United Kingdom where the other people are, are putting the money specifically in Shropshire so different charities exist because they serve different people and different communities okay and also um you know like cancer research and um HIV organizations their class is charity as well, right? Mm-hmm. So my question is, um, obviously this has been going on for years and years and decades and decades. And um, cure, um, a cure hasn't been found, right? And people keep donating and donating and donating. Um, to what extent do people then, because I, I believe me personally, the reason why I stopped donating to the 
the deaf um children deaf i want to call them children's deaf foundation i want to find their name but like it's because i was like i'm donating but like what is the final what 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 is the when is when is this going to be not cured because you can't cure deafness but like in terms of i mean you can cancer. like it depends on the level of deafness you no, can get you, hearing I'm, aids and stuff yeah you can but i'm talking about obviously it's for example um the cancer research right um there's different organizations i hear about macmillan i hear about this and that and this and that and this and that and i always say to myself every year there are people are running and doing charitable things and people are donating x amount of money like surely we're in a in an era where we should be able to find a cure for cancer. Like we should be able to, because the, the amount of money that is going towards it, to me personally, I feel like, why is there not a cure? Because it's been it's been around before we was alive, right? So why is there not? I think it was. I mean, it was. Cancer. No, yeah. all the charities. Saying cancer. Yeah, oh, are you saying cancer or charities has been? Sorry. No, like can, like cancer research charities. Not, no, they haven't been around for like eons. They didn't even know what cancer was back, like further back in the. That's why research is Carol, still being done are, now. We, we are not fifty something years old, you know. That yeah, we're I in know. We're in our thirties, so it definitely was definitely around. Just to jump in, Eddie, I think with um the deaf society, with the deaf charity, you're talking about the National Deaf Children's Society, because that's one that I was paying towards. You know, I'm gonna look on my my thing right now. I'm gonna check his accounts, yeah, check the was, receipts. National Deaf Children's Society, and it's because they knocked on my door. But, um, but yeah, with with the cancer one, I'm skeptical because I feel like because I honestly that is because the pharmaceutical industry is, and call me a conspiracy theorist, but I actually believe no one in the pharmaceutical industry the same. Like we can go into COVID vaccines and this, but we're not because <laughs> we're past that um they don't want to find a cure for cancer because that is the number one money maker in the pharmaceutical industry the cancer medicine the chemo all of that stuff radiation the treatments the medication that's money making right there if you cure cancer where's that money coming from paying for that medicine who's paying for chemo they don't need the chemo because they've cured cancer and that's a lot of money out the window. Lucy, to, to, to jump on the back of what you're saying, I actually think it's the opposite. I think that they do have cures for some types of cancers, not for all of them. I think they do have it for some and they're just choosing not to share it for the exact same reasons you said. But then if you both think like this, then surely you should be against charities as well because they don't want to actually... No, I'm just against it. cancer charities. Okay, so I'm not even again. No, because wait, let's stop that. <laughs> I didn't say I was against cancer charities. I want to walk that back. <laughs> I am not against cancer charities. <laughs> what I, but I do believe that in in 2023, with all of the technology and all of the intelligent people we have globally around the world, the same way they were able to find vaccinations for COVID. You're telling me the cancers we've known about the longest, not the new newest forms, but the ones we've known about the longest, you still haven't figured that out yet. That's all I'm saying. Can I also add, so let's say like a charity, like a, let me choose one. Um, Save the Children International, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we saying that if um, there's not 
like you said, obviously you can throw money at it, but looking at the actual solution or looking at the actual issue to find a solution to that, they can do that as well, but they choose to throw money at it. No, I think stuff, when you have things on a global scale, so whether that's save the children or like- Actually, no, let's use poverty. Let's use poverty. poverty. Okay, okay. So, okay, if you if you have stuff on a global scale, mm-hmm. it's again, you're attacking the, the symptom rather than the cause. Because you, us, if we started a charity right now and said we wanted to er- er- eradicate poverty in Ghana. Nigeria. It, it doesn't matter. Whichever it one. To, it does okay. to me. Nigeria. Okay, fine. Nigeria. That isn't something that we can fix with money that comes with policy that comes from government. So unless we are in government or we're lobbying the government, how do you change the policy? Because the policy is what's making people poor. You can change it with money. If you can change the policy, then you're attacking the cause and then the symptom is much easier to fix. But to say that we're gonna eradicate poverty by 2021, when you have no links to government, you have no way of changing policy, you you, you have no plan for one state, let alone the whole country, I think that's when charity becomes a little bit like airy fairy and it's and it's a pipe dream. Just like you are like conspiracy theorists, I believe it's a, it's a similar thing with poverty as well. Mm-hmm. You, they don't want to eradicate poverty because who, who charities? Whoever, whatever you want to call them, let's call them charities, whoever. It's not charities. Do you know who doesn't want to eradicate poverty? The governments who are benefiting from the charity money that comes in. But you just said government, but government give charities money as well. No, no, no. I'm talking, if you think about how much the UK gives out in terms of um, the UK money, there's a word for it and I can't think of it now, but we give out money every year to different countries. So for example, India gets money from the UK government Mm -hmm. for whatever. And let's say poverty with children is one of those resources. If you as the Indian prime minister knows that the UK is going to send you a billion, that's too much, a million every year to to help your children in need, why are you taking it from your budget to pay for that? Somebody else is doing the work for you. So it benefits the government's who get those donations or have charities working in their country to fix those problems because then they don't have to spend money or time fixing that problem. And that's why to me, it's like the difference between money, power, and then having money and power. Because with power and money, then you can do something. With just money and no power, you can't because or you just choose not to. But I feel like it's what Carol said. You need to be in the right places. You need to be in the right rooms to make a change. And that is obviously within the government. With Getting in those rooms, changing policies, you know, reinforcing that. And the only thing I could say where, like, that, where something else can trump money and power is, like, people coming together and doing something. But I feel like, not enough of us are coming together to make a change to do that because you know for whatever reason fear Mm. aggression violence all of that stuff there's there's a lot going on with that but yeah people up upstairs they're enjoying life right now because as people are staying low they're they're basically rising off the backs of people who are still poor and they're growing and they're making their way upstairs while the people are still struggling downstairs. 
that's like the, the cycle in it. But I do want to just say, just before you say, say that, that, just off the back of what Lucy said, there was a quote that I was reading in regards oh, to this. No, no, sorry. Um, and it says, uh, and it's talking about philanthropy and why like philanthropy is dangerous. And it says, we've previously, we've previously suggested that philanthropy combines genuine pity with the display of power and that the latter element explains why the powerful are the most inclined to be generous than to grant social justice. And, and the concept they gave is that back in the day when you used to have white philanthropists paying for uh, black colleges and black schools was for them to be like, hey, I did this really great thing. Instead of saying to the justice system, why do why are you not providing equal money for white schools and black schools? Because this is before obviously um they they ended um segregation. Why are you not providing equal opportunities for both these groups of people to prosper? Instead, what you have is a, a philanthropist who has power, who has money, who can then lord that over different groups of people and claim to be a savior and that's another issue with with charity when it comes from like one person if that makes sense or one uh one group of people who have like a similar mindset yeah and it's crazy like like coming off that I'm thinking of do you remember when um Notre Dame caught on fire mm. oh yeah quickly people we don't even know because you know there are a lot of there are a lot of people who are billionaires and millionaires who we just don't know they're not famous but mm. they're how quickly people were quick to donate millions and billions of of euros or dollars or whatever to rebuild and like and I understand the historic value of this building mm. but where's that same energy with humans that's my that's my I fully am on your back on that one because nah, I'm gonna ride your back all the way. Because yeah. if if we take, for example, in the DRC right now, they're still a war-torn country. Yes, they're still having issues, and the DRC is massive. You can argue that. But are we saying that those same philanthropists who are happy to rebuild this building and save the paintings and the carpets and the windows and all that stuff? All those people that are either suffering from poverty, uh, sorry, suffering from displacement, who are being killed or are dying because of starvation, or are just cannot live their lives, cannot exist as human beings because they live in a war-torn country, are they less deserving of your philanthropy than that building? And we can say that in any, that's just one example. There's so many different places in the world where a philanthropist could literally swoop in and fix that problem because you have influence and you have money, but they choose not to. Remember, Isn't that lording your power over a group of people? Yeah, I was going to say, remember, war is like one of the number one most, um, what's the word? <sighs> Money-making thing. Because where Someone, there's yeah. someone's buying weapons, someone's selling weapons. Someone sending medical equipment and and the trucks to help dig out the buried bodies and the casket for the bodies to go into like and remember like they're so quick to send out money to other countries for their defense ministries and all of that stuff but where's that money for your own people and like Carol said at the start of this episode charity starts at home thank you is this is is this home I don't think so um but yeah 
interesting interesting I'm, I'm i'm not gonna get involved in what you were talking about because um yeah because you're the but non-controversial I, person who's on a I'm podcast very, i'm very controversial as you can see i'm wearing a v-neck jumper like come on yeah i'm, I'm showing skin you get me <laughs> but i have uh, listen what you're both saying to me like it touches home this is why i want to talk about charity because i don't think i think if we look deep into charities we might find something that we don't agree with but we don't do the work in the sense of like even when i think about something as little as what's happening in congo you know what i mean like someone can swoop in and make a change make a difference in people's lives but they're not going to do it because it doesn't benefit them you get me unless it's going to benefit them then they'll swoop in and be like oh look, i'm going to save you lot but you know, the UK giving money to India. There's a reason why they're giving charitable money to India. They're not giving charitable money to India because they want to be nice to India or whoever. So I think there's always a, like, for a action, there's always a react audit. They get something back. That's what I believe, yeah? And but I, I, I think, think it's wrong. I think that's on a like a country country scale i think when we talk mm-hmm. about the charities that you're talking no let me let me let me learn mm-hmm. when we talk about the charities that you're you're thinking of i don't think for the most part they benefit from that there, there's water aid water aid is a charity whose own, its main goal is to provide wells in places where water is either hard to get or is unnecessarily or, or can or contaminated or is unnecessarily like expensive. Where? Like where? So uh, uh, places in the Middle East, they go and they'll dig wells and they'll connect the pipeline to water so that you can pump the water for free and have water. And also there's places in Africa where they do that and in Asia where they do that. Their sole purpose is water should be free. It's already like, at what percentage of the earth is covered in water? We just need to process it so you can drink it because obviously you can't drink um seawater so why are we charging people for water especially in places where the water is contaminated and they can't drink it anyway water should be free is that what you said i believe so is water free in spain would you no i said it should be free no because you're talking about those countries so yeah i'm I'm, I'm bringing it back to you okay is it free i mean it comes out of your tap so yes it's not because you pay water bills not free I mean, yeah, but so nothing, nothing is free. It's nothing, not true because oxygen is free. Well, I beg to differ. Huh? I beg Are to you differ. paying some type of oxygen tax that we don't know? Oh, about? By the way. I, I, I mean, I live in England, so I'm, I'm. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, like some, some, some countries where I don't know they don't have clean air, like. Do you know what I mean? But I think because I live here and I pay a certain amount of money and I'm a body to the government, I'm entitled to have this oxygen, yes. So I'm paying some sort some sort of, I'm paying. I don't think anything in this world is free, personally. I, I don't understand your oxygen argument. But I understand your point about things are not free, but not with oxygen. I'm not having that. I mean, okay. But I don't think anything is free in this world for us. I think oxygen, obviously, is God-given, in it? I don't think they can... I've, it. If they could monetize, I'm sure they would. <laughs> I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, um, interesting um conversation. You lot took it left, obviously. But we you, you had to go. I mean, you had to. 
start talking about some some next politic politics stuff like no we didn't it was it's not like we talked about something completely irrelevant all linked thank you lucy to charity is it what are you talking about we just explained how charities can work and can't work for you and you're saying we went off on a tangent I do your research, a, bro. I didn't say you didn't do no. First of all, you didn't do no research today. I did no. so much. What you, do you think? I just know all of this stuff on. Well, actually, I did work for a charity, so maybe I didn't do research. But I already had a working knowledge of the subject you're talking about. Okay, so the question is: Is charity beneficial for? Uh, no, no. What, what was my question in the group? <laughs> Relax. Have some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you did in East London. Lucy, don't let him come. To you. <laughs> you throw that always in my face, asking me such a personal. Uh... Question. The thing is, when we ask him personal questions, does he answer them? Yep, I do. No, he doesn't. I do. Okay, so I can't find the. Uh... What was your worst date? Who did you take to East London and invite to your? <laughs> what was my worst date? Um, my worst date, as in someone took me out, or I took someone out, and it was a bad date. No, someone took you out. I'd like to know that story. Unfortunately, we live in a world where women don't take men out. Men take women out. Not so, true. okay. Sure. Well, I don't know what kind of men you'll be even dating, but boy, it's a bit mad. Called equality. But I've, sure. I, I've had a bad experience while on the first date. Let's call it that. Okay, what All happened? Right. It was peak still. I don't want to. <laughs> You had Lucy share. No, 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 no. My point. So basically, let's just say um, the person I was talking to on the phone. This, this, this is before smartphones and video phones, right? So it was more so on the phone conversations and text messages. Catfish. Ah, <laughs> uh, let me not call it catfish. Let's just say the person was the person. Yeah, let's call it catfish. <laughs> Can you person... explain what did you think was happening? Okay, and then so what basically, this, this is what happened, right? So this is what happened. My friend was talking to a girl, right? This is when I was like 16, 17, probably. Yeah. Talking to a girl. He told me to talk to the girl on the phone. Yeah. They were friends. The girl didn't like him, right? So I'm talking to the girl on the phone. The girl's like, oh, you sound nice. Like, I said, but you're dating my friends. Goes, no, 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 I'm not dating him. We're just friends. Like, we, you know, we've been talking for a while, but I don't like him. He knows I don't like him. But I want to get to know you. I was like, hmm, I don't know, you know. My friend was like, yeah, it's cool, man. Do your thing, bro. So I started talking to this girl. And then, um, obviously, these days, I think, when was it? Was it high five? Was it high five days? So anyway, it was not, <laughs> the, the, there was no social media around. So I was talking. I was like, oh, you're cool. You're saying you're this. You're saying you're five foot this. You're this, that, this, that. I'm like, okay. Telling me you live in West London. Um, I should come and see you. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really come and I don't come outside East London like that. She's like, no, I don't worry. It's fine. We can go cinema. So I'm talking, I'm like, cool. So one day I just I just said, you know, freak, it's a Saturday, I got nothing to do. Jumped on the train, went to Wise. Is it Wise City? Yeah, Wise City. Imagine I get to the bus stop, because I, I was going to meet at a bus stop in it. So I get to the bus stop, I'm looking for the person who they said they were this and that, 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 that. There was someone standing there, me looking over them, like looking past them, thinking, this is not you, is it? So I am <laughs> I am looking for the person, calling the person, like, and then your phone, the, the girl's phone starts ringing. I'm like, 
cool. I was like, is that you? He goes, yeah, 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 you're right. I was like, not really, but okay. <laughs> so imagine I'm 16, 17. So in my head, I'm, I'm thinking, what the hell? I just spent money to get here. This is when you have to pay for the trains. And so I was like, okay, cool. So the girl's like, oh, do you want to still go out? I said, to be fair with you, I've got to be somewhere, innit? Like, I can't really stay long. So she wanted to go. She's like, let's go for a walk. So we went for a walk. Mind you, this girl was taller than me as well. Yeah, she's taller than me. So we've gone around the corner, like, we're walking, and then the girl tried to kiss me. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I think you're so nice. I want to, you know, I said, no, 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 I don't do that. I don't I don't kiss people, innit? Like, I don't, I don't do these things. <laughs> So I, I was nice. I just carried on conversation in my head. I'm thinking, I'm never going to see you again. When I leave this place, your number is getting deleted. I'm going to cuss my boy because he's a waste, man. So long story short, after like 20 minutes of spending time with this girl, I jumped back on the train, in it? And then she's messaged me straight away. Oh my God, I really like you, you know? I think I should come and see you next week. Yeah, man, air that and just delete that number still. I can't lie. Sorry, I, I'm very curious to know what you were expecting and what you got. Because you're making out like you met Gollum or something. I'm mad confused. I can't, like, I'm not going to put that out there like that. But I was, I was expecting, if you said to me, you're this person and this and that, I'm expecting that. I'm not expecting. Sorry, that's a, bit, to... that's a bit of a cop out. I just need to understand, were you expecting her to be shorter than you and then she was taller than you? Were, were you expecting no, no, so her to I be asked... dark skin and she was light skin? Like, I'm just trying to understand. She wore glasses. You weren't expecting her to wear glasses. She had braces. Think... She had an accent. Um, what, is, what is it? I think the main, the main two things was, she said she was five foot. I think at the time, because I, I, at the time I was five, seven, so she was shorter than that, she said. I remember her saying that. And I was, because I, I don't go for girls taller than me. So then I was like, okay, cool. And then she looked like, she looked more like of a, like an auntie than she did her age. Do you get what I mean? So obviously I'm not going to ask you, like, how old are you when I'm face to face with you? You've told me your age already. I'm 16, 17. You're saying you're the same age as me. But when I've met you, you know, you could be 30, you could be 28. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I I would say her name as well, but I, like, no, this is fucking yeah. Her name was Beatrice as well. Some some girl called Beatrice from West London. I've got a niece called Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was it was it was mad. It was, so you, think, so basically, you think you were catfished by like some thirty year old? <laughs> I, I mean, she might be her age, but she looked older than what. And don't forget as well, this is we were sixteen, seventeen. Like what what did I know them days? Do you get what I mean? I was young impressionable like I liked what I liked like I'm not gonna settle for somebody who's telling me yeah I'm this I'm that and then I come and meet you and like and this is way before catfish and I've been catfish more than once so this is like yeah it's mad. catfish episode but I appreciate you sharing that thank you sorry for segueing back to the start of the episode you know just want to yeah i mean like i said Yo, beatrice like, if you're still out there and you're single eddie has changed i'm just saying like eddie he... eddie eddie is not single and oh. my name was not eddie them days so okay well next time in it next time what <laughs> next time what no nah, man i'm done i'm done with them things we have we have video phones now so i, I can video i say look put the phone and walk back let me see you. <laughs> 
Beatrice, I hope that you are like banging. And if Eddie ever sees you again, she's going to be like, you missed out on all of this. I all saw her once. I don't think I even remember her if she was down the road next, like past me. I wouldn't even know. Unless she said her name was Beatrice and she lived in West London and, and she met somebody back in the day. <laughs> he was 16, 17. Like, how would it work? You know what I mean? I never saw her again. I never spoke to her again. Also, yeah, that's... Eddie's not single, guys. Officially. Did He's no booed can... up. Booed up. That's not how it goes. Booed up. Wait, how's it going? Made my heart go bad. Booed up. Booed up. These are the words of Lucy and Carol, not Edward. Yeah? Booed Whatever up. they say. Whatever they say, cool. Congratulations. Booed happy for you for what congratulate what are you congratulating me on on your you and your boo thing um i think we come to the end of the, uh, the, end of the episode <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we were circling back because you wanted to find a question that you yes, yes yes oh, yes yes so it's charity oh i still can't get this question right i thought you found it on your phone i didn't i couldn't find it um is it does okay does charity benefit the cause or does it benefit the business i'll put it that way for me it depends on what the charity is because friend, i've i've, I've no, worked no no no, no, no. Michael, Michael 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 i'm not i'm not being atricum right now what i'm saying is as someone who's worked in that industry i've worked with organizations that benefit the people that they're supposed to benefit and i've met organizations that benefit the shareholders as opposed to the people that so that's why I'm saying it depends on the organization and I don't mean that to say that if it's a bigger organization therefore it's a bad organization it's how that organization is run and the intent behind it Lucy I think it depends you I feel like you never really know where your money's actually going like there's there's no way of knowing a hundred percent so there's so no I transparency. Think, yeah, there's exactly. There's no real transparency of like the numbers. So you can never know for sure. I always say it's your intention. And if you do your own research on the charities, it's almost like when you're traded in that. You don't want to just put your money wherever and think you're good. Like, I feel like if people are just smart and they do their own research and if they think like, they're doing the right thing, then do it do it you know but my question one more question to you look have you come across a charity that obviously you've you've seen or you've 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 given money to and whatever their their causes they've actually somewhat not resolved it or solved it but they're better off that the people that obviously they're, they're raising money for giving money to are better off now because obviously this might have been years ago are they do you see like a um, an improvement um I'm, i can i'll go on lucy oh no, i was just gonna say no only because um i give money to like organizations that then split to other um other causes so that it's not just one specific cause. It's not like Water Aid, where it's just solely based on Water Aid. So I couldn't really tell you that. That's my answer. 
I can say yes, because in the time that I worked uh, with the challenge, I worked with a lot of different charities. And sometimes every, every year I would go back with different groups of young people, I would go back to the same charities and they would be able to show the young people from this year, this is what the money that the, the, the young people from last year raised, this is how we used it. And I, I think those are kind of like some of my best memories with, with working with the challenge, apart from the young people themselves, is that you could actually see what, not just money, because sometimes um, charities ask them to raise awareness for them. So the young people will go out and do flyering and do like, a, um, like speeches at schools and, and at youth events and at concerts about this charity. And all of a sudden they would have more people supporting them, whether that's with donations or with their time or with, with money. So again, I would say I've seen like some really, really good works. Um, one that really comes to mind is we worked with the Make-A-Wish Foundation down in Surrey, uh, and they worked with uh, young people who are terminally ill. And there was a young person who wanted to, uh, I think it was like skydiving or something like that. It was something that I felt that was like, like really, really far-fetched. And these young people were like, nah, we're going to make this happen. And they worked so hard to raise the money. And that that young person got to go skydiving before they lost their life. So charities do work is what I'm trying to say, but like Lucy said, do your research and really donate your time or your money or your effort to causes that you really, really care about. And if you care about them, you will go back and find out what they did with your time, your effort and your money. Thanks for listening to Disclaimers Needed. You can catch us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and SoundCloud and Google Podcasts and Spotify on DN Pod. Or you can just type in disclaimers needed wherever you're at this point. Bye.